Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Let's bring in Harvey Bischoff. He is with us now, president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation and is on the line now. Harvey, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Harvey, I was just talking to uh, Sam Oosteroff, uh, parliamentary assistant to the Minister of Education. Where are we with mediation? Is that an option for your side? Well, mediation's been an option for our side since we accepted mediation a couple of weeks ago. Government proposed mediation. We uh, immediately accepted that proposal. Um, we mutually agreed on a mediator and had her at the table 24 hours, um, you know, within 24 hours of, of being asked. So mediation is not is not a problem at all. Uh, where are we? Uh, the, uh, again, Sam just said that you that uh, you have been offered all of these, uh, 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 I guess, concessions over the course of the uh, uh, negotiations. You've said they haven't brought anything to the table. Where do we go from here, uh, Harvey? So I just uh, I've just heard from my office that we heard from the mediator. Um, it's probably twenty minutes ago. Um, that uh, that the mediator was suggesting Monday, Tuesday as dates to get back together at the table. Um, we have accepted those dates, uh, assuming we haven't had confirmation that the government uh, will be there, but assuming they are, we'll be back at the table Monday, Tuesday. Wow, that's great news to hear. Uh, now, yesterday the education minister said uh, he added a new, a new figure to all of this. Uh, the, the union's compensation, uh, all of the union's compensation, including class size and demands, and applying those terms to the other education unions would cost the province uh, over $7 billion over three years. Your thoughts, Harvey? For heaven's sake! I mean, uh, a few days ago it was 1.5 billion. Now they're they're claiming seven billion. They couldn't make sense out of those numbers themselves when they presented them to the media. You know, here's what happened: we asked the government for costing of a number of things, um, which are meant to inform the bargaining process. Instead of bringing that information to the bargaining table and explaining it to us, they held uh, a media availability and talked there and couldn't explain that $7 billion figure. It's a, it's a distraction. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and, uh, and it, but the, what the rest of those numbers confirmed is what I've been saying all along. Our proposal for a cost of living adjustment for our members so they could keep up with the with the rate of inflation for the first time after seven years of falling behind costs about two hundred million dollars, and that's actually found in the government's figures. Uh, the, you, uh, the union side, is saying this is more about class size and e-learning. They say it's about compensation. Is there any movement? It seems for for uh, your side, the, the class size is a huge uh, a huge issue, and obviously for a lot of parents as well. Um, is there any chance on um, on uh, on negotiating that? I mean, they say they've come down from twenty eight to twenty five. What's the sweet spot for you? Yeah, but they, they haven't come down from 28 to 25. That's the important thing to understand. Last year, the average class size was 22. This year, it's 22 and a half unilaterally imposed by the government, and they're proposing to raise it to 25. It's very much the same with their e-learning uh, proposal. Currently, we have zero mandatory e-learning courses. They're proposing to raise that to two in the absence of any evidence whatsoever that mandatory e-learning is good for students. They can't point to a model that says that it's that this is a good idea. Could that be um, because it's technology and it's reasonably new? 
so here's what we propose. We propose sit down we, that we sit down with government, with school boards, with interested parties, and we, we do some research, and we take a look at what's the best way forward with e-learning rather than using high school students as guinea pigs in this. Um, that seems like a, a reasonable proposal. We're not saying no e-learning, and we're not even saying necessarily what will happen in the future. We're saying voluntary e-learning can continue, and let's study whether or not it's successful before we throw our kids into that. Um, you know, it sounds like we could solve this right now on this show. It, it sounds so simple that you're you're closer apart, um, or closer together than farther apart here. Uh, again, twenty-two versus twenty-five, twenty-five versus twenty-eight. Where's the meeting point here? Well, you know, I, I why we would want to compromise the quality of education I, uh, from what we had just last year when we had average class sizes of twenty-two to one which doesn't mean maximum class sizes, to be clear. We still have classes you know, well above that in order to support some smaller classes for kids with special needs and, and, uh, and so forth. Um, so I don't see why they're insistent on compromising the quality of education. I don't know what's changed in the environment that would require uh, that. Well, that some may not- say it doesn't affect the quality of education that much. Uh, special needs, I mean, those are all special situations and, and, and different from, uh, from what we're chatting about. But at the end of the day, when these kids are on their way to university where the class sizes are much bigger, uh, how, do you, how do you warrant smaller class sizes just a year or so ahead of time? I mean, again, I, I, you know, 22, 25, I think they're all manageable. I think they're all workable. Uh, how do we, how do we uh, uh, manage the transition between high school and university when we're, con- when we're continually shrinking the sizes of, of, of high school? Well, to be, to be clear, 22, 25, we're talking about averages. We're not talking about caps. So at the same time as the government is talking Well, averages about, could also mean lower then. And again, you know, you're talking in a gray area here. So, um, so, what, I'm, so what, I'm, what I'm saying is at, at average class size of what, what the government has proposed is an average class size of 25, which is an increase. But they've also promote, proposed the elimination of all language anywhere in the province that creates caps on any individual class. So right now in school boards all around the province, there are different maximum class sizes for different kinds of students, different levels of learning, and so forth. And they've been negotiated over years to support quality learning environments. They're saying completely eliminate those, so any class can be as large as the number of kids you can stick into it, and I don't see how that... Uh, wow, Harvey, it seems it seems as soon as we get close to a solution, Harvey, uh, we just go deeper into the weeds with this. I mean, you're talking about extreme situations here and extreme cases. We're trying to, to work with an average here. We're trying to see what works best for Ontario. I understand it's not a one-size-fits-all for, for every scenario, and, and those situations where special needs are... are are applicable, they they would apply, but but again, it just seems that as soon as we come to a, um, a, a discussion point on this, the teachers' unions just take this deeper and deeper into the weeds, and then and then and then say it's too complex for the average taxpayer or parent to understand. I've I've said no such thing, Scott. That's I, I have not said it's too complex. What I have said is it's the government that's proposing the allowability of extreme class sizes. We currently have. How about we cross? How about we cross that bridge when we get to it? Well, we've crossed that bridge because this year, when the government unilaterally raised average class sizes from twenty-two to twenty-two and a half, we had individual classes go to forty and more students in various places in the province. We're already at extremes, and I don't see how that is uh, how that is productive when it comes to creating a quality of education environment. 
again, are they not extreme scenarios that eventually work themselves out due to special circumstances? Is that like no, it's not, not the average? And to be clear, when you talk about you know you talk about special needs and averages and so forth, that's that's my whole point. If you have to have a smaller class to accommodate kids who have special needs or or a special kind of course being taught. When you have an average, that means on the other side, it has to balloon in order to no, I understand average that. out to that number. No, that makes total sense, Harvey. Um, so what do you think that the chances are of, of uh, some sort of progress uh, come mediation time next week? Well, look, I'm going to go with, uh, with every hope and every commitment to doing our best uh, by, by the students who, you know, my members serve every single day. Um, and uh, and we will we will absolutely uh, give it our best effort to try to bring this to resolution. Again, Harvey, the thing that keeps coming back with me is forty years of conflict, and I know we've had this discussion, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's just it's forty years over and over and over again. And on behalf of the parents, you know, I, let, let's just work together and try to get this puppy done. I, I couldn't agree more, but I would also agree with parents who have overwhelmingly told government they don't want bigger classes, they don't want e-learning. They want support staff in schools to give kids an equitable chance of success. Um, and so the proposals we have on the table support what parents have, obviously not universally, but overwhelmingly told this government. Uh, okay, we'll leave it at that. Harvey Bischoff has been with us, president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Harvey, thanks for the time. Good luck next week. Oh, he's, hello? 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 On to the next call. He's a busy guy. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.